0: Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsey. Zig Ziglar has enjoyed marriage for more than 64 years and is still head over heels in love with his wife, whom he affectionately refers to as the redhead. So when he gives us advice on how to have a long, satisfying marriage, trust me, Zig knows what he's talking about from experience. Zig is going to start out by asking a series of questions on this podcast, a checklist of sorts to ask yourself every day to keep your marriage strong. Let's listen in to Zig and I'll be back to recap.
2: Ask these questions. Did I speak words of love to my mate today? Did I act with love toward my mate today? Was I patient with my mate today? Was I kind to my mate today? Was I jealous or envious of my mate today? Was I boastful or proud of my mate today? Was I selfish with or rude to my mate today? Did I demand my own way with my mate? Was I irritable or touchy with my mate? Did I hold on to grudges with my mate today? Was I loyal to others with my mate today? Did I believe in and expect the best from my mate? Did I use my strengths for my mate? Did I keep the faith with my mate? Did I find hope with my mate today? Did I love my mate today? Do I understand that the greatest strength Is love. Can you imagine going down that checklist every day and then ever having any trouble with your mate? I can't believe it would happen if both of them did that. Love never ceases but profusely gives, gives like a thoughtless prodigal its all, and trembles then lest it has done too little. Hannah Moore said that. Isn't it beautiful? Love is the most terrible and also the most generous of the passions. It is the only one that includes in its dreams the happiness of someone else. And yet, love will wither, grow pale, and eventually die through neglect or abuse. Just as will a delicate flower or the mighty oak. Real love is a growing and developing process that involves every emotion, problem, joy, and triumph known to man. Is that kind of love possible? I'm absolutely convinced beyond any doubt that it is possible. I believe without any doubt the most important part In any relationship, husband and wife, or any other relationship for that matter, but especially for husband and wife, has to do with a relationship with God. I mentioned earlier that when I committed my life to Christ on July 4, 1972, for the first time, I totally and completely fell in love with my wife. She became infinitely more important to me, infinitely more beautiful, infinitely more fun to be around. When I realized that we were going to spend eternity together, then it hit me more and more just how significant God was in our lives. But God is not just in my marriage. He's in my business. He's in everything I do. I wear on my wrist this bracelet, WWJD. What would Jesus do? I make decisions based on what I believe He would have me do. Now, interestingly enough... One of the things that delighted me so much, I was in church about 1,500 times as a child and as a young adult. I was baptized when I was 12, but I did not know Christ as Lord. Now, something interesting happened when I met Him. I suddenly started understanding the Bible because I then knew the author. I will never forget when I was a child, I remembered the first psalm, you know, "'Blessed is he who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly.'" I'd remembered the whole first psalm as a child. This made a huge difference in my life. I believe that having Christians around you makes a huge difference. So, yes, God is at the center of everything that we do in every phase of our life. Mary Crowley, who was one of the most beautiful Christians I ever knew, and one who had a big impact on my life, she's on my wall of gratitude as well. She said, Christ is not the way to do certain things. He's a certain way to do all things. It is very important. I believe love is learned. But learning to love is different from learning to ride a bicycle or work mathematical problems. However, love is learned, and some folks failed in love because they never learned how to love. What happens when we love? What are the effects and the results? John Drexler says, when we love each other, we make each other lovely. When we honor each other, we make each other honorable. When we respect each other, we make each other respectable. Oh, there's so many things that we could say about this thing called love. In his book, All I Really Need to Know, I Learned in Kindergarten, Robert Fulgham says this, share everything, play fair, don't hit people, put things back where you found them, clean up your own mess, don't take things that aren't yours, say you're sorry when you hurt somebody, wash your hands before you eat, flush, Cookies and cold milk are good for you. When you go out into the world, watch for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. Not bad uh, advice for a marriage, is it? That sandbox wisdom contains a wealth of information that will make any marriage a better one. If you will paste those words on your refrigerator and your bathroom mirror for regular reference, they absolutely will help. I saw something in the uh, morning news here which really rang a bell with me. Doris Swan from Mount Pleasant, Texas, and her husband were celebrating their 50th year of marriage. She said it was like walking down a yellow brick road. Now, happy marriages do not just happen. It takes work to make a successful marriage. She gives us three bits of advice when she says love and serve God. Remember choices, not circumstances, determine the flavor of our lives. Number three, live each day so that you'll never be afraid of tomorrow or ashamed of yesterday. Isn't that wonderful advice? Folks, I want to wrap her up this evening with a couple of thoughts. First thought I'd like to expand is one of the greatest benefits of a long-time marriage. I talked about it in the very first recording. I want to talk about it some more. It's the benefits of the extended family. The benefits that come through your children as they get older and as they mature and as you have a relationship with them. The redhead and I, over the years, have been so very fortunate with our children. I was reflecting on this yesterday, about how in each instance we have three grown daughters and a grown son. I so well remember one Sunday our son, when he was a teenager, wrote us a letter and handed it to us when we were in church. It was so moving and so loving We sat there, all three of us, and wept. I'm certain that people around us wondered what on earth was going on. I have two daughters. One lives in California, and one lives fairly close to here. Each of them over the years have written us letters that have been so meaningful to us. They've written them as children, but they've written them as adults. And every time we get one of these letters, we absolutely are so elated and so grateful and so appreciative of what a long marriage has produced. I had a birthday a couple of weeks ago one of my daughters gave me this letter. I want to share it with you because this simply says so much To me, I've never been as moved. Oh, I say I've never been as moved. I've certainly seldom been as moved. This was the most meaningful letter I've ever received from her. It's not long, but it says a lot. I recognize that it might even be considered a little self-serving. But I share it because I want to give every encouragement humanly possible to those people who ever think in terms of, Is it really worth it? This was on my birthday. Dad, I just have a feeling that this next year is going to be your very best yet, and that's saying a lot. I can't tell you how thrilling it is to be your daughter and to see you growing in wisdom and humility with every passing year. Dad, you are the most wonderful, godly example any daughter ever had. And I love you with all my heart and thank God for you every day. Love, Susie. There's not enough money on earth to buy something like that. There's not enough pleasure anywhere to replace something like that. I'm convinced that had the redhead and I years ago called our marriage quit, that letter never would have come my way. But now having said that, because I know so many people who listen to this will have gone through a divorce or two, let me emphasize, I'm not here to hang a guilt trip on anybody. The past is over. The pages of yesterday have been written What is done is done. Everything that I've attempted to say has been designed to prepare for the future. As my friend John Maxwell says, if there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. I encourage you to take the information, the ideas, the thoughts, and use them to build that better future. I close with this. And I know that many of you are going to think this is a strange way to close when I first get started. I want to close on what I believe love really is. See, I happen to believe that love is a baked sweet potato. Now, I have no idea what you think of the baked sweet potato, but I'm talking about one about the size of a man's fist. If it's too big, it's grainy. If it's too small, it's stringy. About the size of a man's fist is the ideal size. Baked in an oven that's just moderately hot. If it's too hot, it dries out the skin and the skin puffs out and it's not any good. And really, the skin is the best part of the potato. You take that potato out of the oven and you slit it right down the middle, and you take gobs of that good old polyunsaturated margarine, <laughs> and, uh, and oh, how I hate to make that concession to cholesterol by saying that. You know, deep down, I just don't believe if we use that good old country butter in a baked sweet potato, I believe the potato will nullify the cholesterol <laughs> in uh, this particular instance, and, and you you mix it in, that potato, until it gets to every nook and cranny, just saturated with it. Now, you wouldn't dream of putting anything else in that potato. To do so, it borders on sacrilege. I mean, you would just foul up one of God's most marvelous foods, only the ingredient I've described. Now, you never eat the baked sweet potato with anything else. It either is a separate meal or it is a dessert. And you never take a bite of that, that first bite until you've taken a good long drink of ice cold water. So those taste buds will be alive and snapping and popping. And when you take that first bite, you do so with your eyes closed. And you just get a small bite so you can really savor the incredibly magnificent taste of that baked sweet potato. I cannot imagine anybody on the face of this earth not going into ecstasy at the very thought of having a magnificent baked sweet potato. But of all, of all of the people on the face of this earth who does not love the baked sweet potato, the redhead doesn't love the baked sweet potato. I cannot imagine that happening to anybody, especially to me. Now, she doesn't dislike them. It's just that that she doesn't have the passion and the affection that I have for them. So when I walk in the front door of the house and open that front door and I'm hit dead center right in the nose with that tantalizing odor of a baked sweet potato, knowing full well that that odor has has drifted out of the oven and gone across the kitchen floor, turned left to go down that hallway, then took a shortcut across the living room floor, and just as I opened the door, it arose to nose height and hit me dead center. I know when that happens, the redhead has been to the grocery store. And I know that while she was there, she was thinking about me. And I know that when she picked up that potato, she was thinking about me. When she came home and washed it, she was thinking about me. When she put it in the oven, she was thinking about me. You betcha, there is no doubt about it. Love is a baked sweet potato because she doesn't love them. She did it for me. And you might be sitting there thinking as you listen to this, but Zig, a baked? Sweet potato? That's such a little thing. Yeah, it really is. But isn't that really what a beautiful marriage is built on? A long series of little things you do for your mate.
0: What is love to you? Is it a baked sweet potato? More importantly, what is love to your spouse? Do you know? Have some fun and find out what it is. And then generously give it with love to your spouse. You will be so glad you did. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest.
2: Sigler, Sigler,
0: Inspiring true
1: performance.